Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is a Mind Your Body podcast, episode number 13, Identifying Values Before Setting Goals. That does not sound like a riveting title. <laughs> we should have we probably, come up with something we a little more about snappy. That a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe we will and change that up. Yeah. But for now, that's what, we've, that's, what we're calling it. Yeah, that's... That is actually what we're doing. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I think in a sense, it was interesting because we've had this conversation where, you know, we took a break. Mm -hmm. It was a holiday season um, and we're back at it and not kind of getting stuck in that perfectionism of having to do a podcast episode every week. Um, Even though that is our intention to do it as much as possible, Mm -hmm. we're humans with families and things happen. And I think that, you know... I'm grateful that we were able to do that and take a break and that we're still able to come back and come back for more now that we're in the right space for it. Um, And I hope you guys were able to do the same. I hope you were able to give yourself a little bit of grace and space during the holiday season. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think it is so important during that time of year to really step back and reevaluate what your priorities are and to just relax a little bit. You know, I know both of us were doing some traveling and, you know, busy with family and our, you know, business things, but it is nice to not add that weight of shame or Mm -hmm. right. That we probably probably would have done in the past and to be able to, you know, talk about it and get right back to it. So I'm excited. Yep. Me too. Yep. Um, so today we're talking about something that we've seen over and over again with our clients and, you know, personally I've seen with my own journey of working towards my goals and really being able to follow through with them and build Mm -hmm. trust with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we want to talk about why, you know, why do we even, why should we put values to our goals? Why does this even matter? Right. So, so what we're thinking about today, so many of us, We think we'll set a goal. We think something's important to us. We'll make a plan. We'll maybe stick with it for a week or a month or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then it will just kind of fade into the background. And we're frustrated and we're disappointed and we don't understand why we didn't stick, you know, to our plan to achieve this thing that we thought was important to us. Right? Yep. And so what this is, is a way to avoid that. Yep. Right to get clear on not what you should want for a goal, but what is actually important to you. 
right? And so it's kind of getting clear on what are your core values so that when you set goals, you can really link to those and the likelihood that you will follow through, achieve them, feel proud of yourself, feel like you have authority over your own life is exponentially higher. I mean, this is about our faith in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Really, this isn't about, oh, we want to help you, you know, knock out your goals. Yes, that's great. If this, if it's something that's important to you, we want to help you remove resistance and make it easier to achieve that. But even more importantly, I think that you and I, you know, we talk to so many people that are just disappointed in themselves. They don't trust themselves to do what they told themselves they would do. And I know I've been there right, for a lot of my life. And, you know, we deserve an easier path than that. And so this, what we're offering today is really just a tool to get clear on what your priorities really are, and then to set goals that link to those. That's really what we're offering today. It sounds a little bit um, kind of out there, but we're going to provide examples and some strategy for how to do this. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, the other piece of it is that I think that when people set goals, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, information around being specific and setting dates and writing the numbers. And while all of that can be helpful, Mm I feel like this part is missing. I agree. They don't. We don't really talk about this part enough. And I know that for myself, mm-hmm. this has been so important in my journey of really, you know, doing things that are in alignment with my values and me. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, like kind of getting to know a little bit more about my values and who I am too. Like I think not only are you actually going to like help yourself achieve your goals and mm-hmm. have less resistance, but I feel like you're also you know, saying that I'm going to take the time to get to know myself a little bit more and be empowered in that. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, it's moving out of what you should do, what you should want, how you should live. And it's just turning inward a little bit and figuring out what do I value? Mm -hmm. How do I want to show up in the world? Right. And wow. That's really powerful. And what's interesting is in that process, you do remove resistance yes. to doing the thing because if it's something that you feel like you should do, guess what that inner rebel's over there cackling yep. and getting ready to just sabotage you left and right. Absolutely. Because you didn't really value that thing or get clear on whether you did or didn't. Exactly. So, so it's just really, you know getting back in touch with what we want and being able to make conscious decisions. Yeah. From, from integrity, from ourselves, right? Right. It's not like this, like parent in our head telling Mm -hmm. us you should do this or, you know, Mm -hmm. having to use that limited resource of willpower, but really being like, I'm acting more in alignment with myself when I'm doing this. Right. 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 Yeah. It's really focusing, you know, on how you want to show up in the world. So I think we should get into kind of some, some probably examples. some examples because I think it's kind of hard to to visualize this kind of stuff. The way, if, if you're okay with it, I'll, I'll kind of launch into, you know, where this came up for me was with one of my clients. Mm-hmm. And what we discovered, you know, she had set a weight loss goal mm-hmm. and she's a busy mom has three kids. She's got her own business. She's got a family, you know, parents in the area, that kind of thing. So she had set this weight loss goal and she was very clear on 
kind of a when she wanted to achieve it and very specific. Really seemed like she had thought it through. Well, very quickly we realized she wasn't doing any of the actions that aligned with this goal, right? That they were not consistent at all. And she was irritated with herself and frustrated. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I just don't have time. Yeah. To do these things. I'm running my kids around to activities and I'm doing this stuff for my business and pretty soon it's bedtime. Well, what we had to do was really dial things back and get clear on what matters most to you and, you know, what came up on this list. And we're going to give you an activity here at the end for how to figure this out for yourself. But what came up for her was what she valued was spending time with her kids and making sure that they were able to do all these things. It was building her business. Mm -hmm. Well, interestingly enough, health and healthy behaviors factored nowhere. Mm -hmm. Being fit, being healthier was not on her values list at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. So what we had to do was really get clear on how being healthier, being more fit, having better mental clarity, better energy was going to help her show up for these other things that she does care about. Right. And getting crystal clear on that and, oh my gosh, it just, it was like literally removing, you know, a lead blanket yep. from this process. And she was able to say, oh my gosh, this is helping me right? to be more patient, to be more energetic, you know, with my family. And it was just really fun. And it just, you know, made the process so much easier. But I just don't, you know, I think she would have just added kind of another perceived failure to her list if we hadn't have taking the time to do this. So yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that for most people, and I'm going to put out like, you know, people who have eating disorders, Sure. (laughs) but I think that for most people, like aesthetics or like a number is not really compelling as it shouldn't be, or I shouldn't say shouldn't, but as I think is best that it isn't right. Because I think that that's Mm -hmm. not really in our value system of what Mm -hmm. makes us who we are and how we like feel and want to be in the world, that's, that's just like a, you know, that's like a a nicety, but it's not a part Mm -hmm. of our values and really who we are. Right. Um, and so I think that aligning it with, you know, the health parts that are like, this is a value for me. And this Mm -hmm. is like me showing up in a way where I have energy and I can do this for in the ways that I, I -hmm. like, and I feel good. Mm -hmm. That's so different than like, Hey, there's this number by the state. Right. It just feels completely or or different. I mean, even kind of more ephemeral or kind of silly is to think, you know, I want to be a good exerciser. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's probably not an end goal nope. in and of itself, right? <laughs> right. Being really good at the treadmill. That's not like your life goal, and that's okay. Right. <laughs> right. But, it's, but. <laughs> it's, it's understanding that these are tools, exercise, eating some vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Meal prepping. Yes. These things are catalysts for living our best life, for showing up. Yes. In these other areas, whether you're trying to write a book, whether you're trying to ha- start a family, yeah, this is going to set the stage for you, you know, living in a way that just feels amazing, right? So not getting stuck, like you say, with a number on the scale, that doesn't mean anything to our brain. No, it's right? really not exciting. <laughs> no, 
No, I mean, that's not going to, because, you know, when we talk about this process is going to help remove resistance. So taking it back to a granular level, let's say you have a weight loss goal. Mm -hmm. You're in the moment, you're hungry, someone brings in this delicious pizza. Mm -hmm. If you haven't really thought this through, how much more susceptible are you going to be to just really going for it, right? Mm -hmm. And not that I, you know, again, we get to weigh these decisions, but if you've really thought this through, you can kind of have that line of sight focus out in your peripheral vision to say, gosh, all things being equal, what I want most is more meaningful to me than what is right in front of me, what I want right now. Right. But if I haven't really thought that through and connected that thing out there in the distance to you know, my higher values, really what I want in life, gosh, I'm just going to eat pizza. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's where most of us get stuck. And then we're just flummoxed as to why we made this choice. It didn't align with our goals. It's because we really hadn't made that emotional attachment mm-hmm. to those outcomes. You know, it was maybe something we felt like we should want, or maybe our doctor had told us we sh- should do, Yeah, but it wasn't we hadn't really internalized yep, those outcomes. It, yep, and made it a part. Again, that tool that helps us be the person that we want to be. Perfect. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I'll use, so I want to present a personal example. Okay. Um, you know, I like to lift weights, um, and I get up at the butt crack of dawn to do it, and mm-hmm. some people look at me like I'm crazy, and that's totally okay. Um, I'm looking at her like she's crazy right now. Because <laughs> I know that this is something that we are kidding. totally I'm, different about. But I, I love lifting weights, but not, <laughs> but not at, at the crack of dawn. Not now. at the crack of dawn. Um, and, you know, I, you know, when I first started doing it, I had to ask myself that real question. Like, mm-hmm. why the heck am I doing this? Why is it important to me? Because, you know, with, with for myself, I wanted to A, ensure that it wasn't a part of something unhealthy. Mm. Um, and then B, you know, really align it with my values because I had decided at that point that I was really, um, I really wanted to authentically live my life. And so for me, when I started working out, I was actually scared of it, like scared of going to the gym and lifting weights. And so I was running from it and I was kind of thinking, okay, if I'm not acting from a place of fear, then like, what do I really want to do? So once I got to that point where I realized it was something healthy for me, um, I was like, you know, why is this so important to me? And so part of it had to do with, I really value, um, you know, women being strong and empowered. And so that was kind of the first piece that I tied it to was that value of mine that I really am passionate about. So it wasn't about being being smaller. No. Okay. No. Women being empowered and strong and doing things that, you know, maybe some people say you can't do. And so there's a little bit of my own rebel there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the second thing that I kind of learned as I was doing it was that, you know, I would do something really hard mm-hmm. and I, you know, I would parallel that to my life where I started to notice like in my daily life, I was like, you know, I did that hard thing the other day. I totally can do this hard thing oh, I love in that. my present day life. So it was actually building that, like that grit muscle for me. Oh my gosh. And so, yes. and I, you know, that for me was super empowering. So mm-hmm. it's not like, I'm like, Hey, you know, am I, <laughs> am I making Certain like it's nice to have PRs. It's nice to be able to lift heavy weights and that sort of thing. And I'm not going to say that's not a part of it, but 
for me, it's more empowering that I'm building mm-hmm. my grit muscle, that I am being an example that mm-hmm. women can be strong. You know, that sort of thing is mm-hmm. way more moving for me than to be like, hey, how much do I weigh? What do I look like? You know, people ask me like, are you going to do a fitness competition? And I'm just like, heck no. That is yeah. like... Not a value. Not, not my value. Yeah. And I'm not right. trying to downplay right. other people who do, but that's just not... It doesn't align with me. Yeah. You know? I can't appreciate that any more than I do. I just, that is so powerful because I really, going back kind of to the 10,000 foot view of why we're doing this podcast, I think it is so important to be able to set goals and to systematically, I mean, not in a linear way, but to be able to work towards them without battling ourselves because of just what you said, developing grit, developing faith in ourselves that we can affect change in our own life. Yeah. This is about being a little bit more comfortable with some discomfort, expanding our comfort zone, really building kind of a library that we can point to and go, you know what? I can do hard things. Yes. Even when I don't feel like it. I told myself I was going to do this and look at me go. And it is, that's where true confidence comes from. Yes. Is when you know that you can rely on yourself. Yes. That you will show up for yourself. I know for myself, Jenny, most of my life, when things got even remotely uncomfortable or hard, I was so adept at quitting in ways that I don't even know that other people would have noticed. You're like sneak, like kind of convincing yourself that it wasn't. Oh, it was the most, it was the most logical, (laughs) like, oh my gosh, it just sounded like, oh, well, this is the only option. Yeah. Right. You got really good at being at at hiding that or being sophisticated about the way that you'd quit. And I, (laughs) I was so good at it that I convinced myself, Mm -hmm. but deep down I knew, I knew that I wasn't showing up or, you know, really living to my potential. Right. And being vaguely disappointed and really not having faith mm-hmm. that I could do, you know, bigger things in my life, even though I knew that, you know, at some level that I was capable of more, you know, I hadn't proved that to myself. And I think we have to do that in whatever way. And the last thing that I want to mention is what I hear so often from clients is they're frustrated with themselves. So we're talking about kind of some of these healthy behaviors that they don't, they'll say, well, I don't like going to the gym or I don't like exercising or I don't like cooking or vegetables. Mm -hmm. And when you've done this work and you've realized, okay, it's not those things. Those are not the end goals, right? Those are catalysts or tools for getting to what you do want. You don't have to like those things. I think you do start to kind of associate liking them. After a while, your brain kind of links, you know, I I feel like I like this because I like what it does for me. You know, for me, going to the gym, I, I also makes me feel strong and powerful, but it also really helps my anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, gives me some endorphins. So, my brain is sort of tricked into thinking that I like going to the gym, but really what my brain likes is that feeling. Yeah. So, but you don't have that at the beginning. Yeah. Right? Because you don't know any of those things. So I think if we can kind of let go of feeling like it's healthy, fit people that live this way. Yeah. Or you, or only people, you must love it. Like you must right. have some sort of 
weird special, boost that yeah. other people don't. <laughs> or some special willpower or, right, right. you know, something like that. And I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, I think we want to invite you to let that go. Yeah. Whether you do or don't eventually like vegetables or what, yeah, we need to take the time to find the ways of moving that we like the best mm-hmm. because what you enjoy is what you will stick to, right? It doesn't have to look a certain way. Same thing with healthy eating. We have to take the time to figure out the foods, the meal compositions that satisfy and delight us. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stick with it, right? So we can't just be rigid, like you were saying, about any one way of doing these things. But we also really just have to link these healthy behaviors with how we want to show up in other areas of our life. And okay, how does that help me be a better writer, be a better parent, be a better political organizer, whatever it is, you know, if you think of yourself as an intellectual and so you think, gosh, intellectuals don't go to the gym and lift weights like a bunch of meatheads. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's kind of that little, you know, pejorative implication. Well, gosh, you are going to upregulate your mitochondria Mm -hmm. so that your brain works better. If you lift heavy things. So that's, this is what we're talking about is really, you know, linking these things together in your mind so that you can remove resistance and, you know, move forward. Yeah. It's just making it easier. And, you know, an extreme kind of example that I wanted to offer, um, even though it's a little bit non-traditional for maybe most of our audience, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see a lot of people with eating disorders and Mm -hmm. I have one client where, you know, a lot of the clients I see, they don't want to get better. They don't want to eat in ways that are Mm. are fulfilling and and nutrient dense and Mm -hmm. give them any sort of anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's part of their disorder. Um, With her... She is a very passionate advocate for like social justice and equality for people. And mm-hmm. it was it was cool to watch her talk because you could tell that it lit her up. And it also is a thing that, you know, she'd get really angry about if somebody else didn't respect. And we tied that to how she was treating herself when it came to the standards she had for herself and how she was supposed to eat and look and be in the world. Um, and, you know, for her, it was really about connecting the dots of like, I deserve to give myself justice too, in the sense that I I'm not I don't have to be a certain body size or mm-hmm. um, you know eat a certain way to be worthy and lovable in the world. And when she realized she was really doing herself injustice mm-hmm. through her eating disorder, you know that was more that was powerful to her, and that helped kind of lift that resistance that she had, where it was like you know she didn't even want to sit down in my office and you know talk about you know, even Mm -hmm. remotely getting her to eat more. Do you think it can be helpful sometimes in these situations to, you know, if you can't get clear on, on these things, you know, how you're out of alignment to imagine you're talking to someone else, that these issues are happening to someone else. I think we can see these things a little more clearly, you know, to say, oh my gosh, if that was a friend of mine and she was a social justice advocate, but she was you know, restricting herself and didn't believe she deserved nourishment or had to look a certain way in order to To show up. I mean, you would, you know, of course be incensed. Yes. Right. So I think sometimes we do have to get that objectivity a little bit. Absolutely. Remove ourselves from that. I think. 
Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned that because I would say that a, a large majority of the people that I see have a problem with applying certain things to themselves yes. that they would apply to other people. But I, I love, I mean, well, most of, of us, us probably. A lot of yeah, us. I would say, yeah. I was like, yeah. I've met some people yeah. that have no problem yeah, giving themselves true. grace. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those, are, I would say that's rather few and far between. I would say that that is a good rule of thumb is to think about somebody you care about, especially if you're not maybe in that place with yourself and to think about how that would apply to them. Right. I I mean, we've talked about that in other podcasts when we're thinking of, you know, using food as a coping tool. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't, you know, if our child was upset, we wouldn't just shove a cookie in their hand and say, okay, we've dealt with your emotions now. Right. Right. We would never do that to a friend or a sister or a child, but we do that to ourselves all the time, you know? And I think in those instances, it really does help to kind of step outside ourselves a little bit to see things. But, but I hope that, you know, some of these examples will, I don't know, help you get a little bit clear. And we have some, you know, kind of an exercise to help you figure out you know, what your values are. And we'll, we'll put that in the show notes so you can do this for yourself. But again, why does this matter? It's because so many of us are so frustrated with, you know, setting these goals and then sabotaging them or just not showing up. Not, we're just not interested. Honestly, a lot of the time it's because our brain doesn't have buy-in. And so this is about really kind of getting in the groove of our life. And waking up in the driver's seat, just like, you know, a lot of the other things that we've talked about here. So building trust with ourselves, that is everything. It's so important, you know, and it, it, you, you matter. And, you know, I, I love this quote. It's when your why has heart, your how gets legs. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is such a neat way to think about that. You know, that when you've really internalized why you want this thing, you're going to figure out a way Yes, to make it happen, to save the money or to show up at the gym or to make, you know, do the food prep on the weekend. It's like, I'm lit up about this. This matters to me. And by golly, I'm going to find the time. Yep. Right. And that's, that's pretty neat. It's just really, this is about, you know, showing up for ourselves, valuing ourselves. That's that's what all of this is about. It's not about trying to be a perfectionist in, okay, I'm going to set this goal and I'm going to march in lockstep through it. No, that's not how goal achievement ever, literally ever works. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any goals that I've, no. that are now like naturally a thing of my life that mm-hmm. I've perfectly, and I'm putting air quotations up right now, right. perfectly uh, the line was like clear and no obstacles and right. no crazy life situations happen. Like mm-hmm. every goal that has become a part of my life is because it's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yes. not, it's like, you That's know, a, when those stumbling blocks happen, when those things happen, cause I'm not always going to mm-hmm. forever be a hundred percent in alignment with those goals all the time, just because I'm not a, like right. none of us will. Right. Um, but I see it as not being in alignment with myself versus it being who I am. And I think a lot of people, Unless they make it a part of who they are. That's so you know, they, important. They think, oh, it's just typical of me to fall off the bandwagon. And then they go into that shame cycle. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, oh, that's odd that I acted out of alignment with you know, my values and who I really am, right? You know, my I don't have a lot of affirmations, but the one that I 
I keep with me all the time is I take impeccable care of myself. Yeah. And that looks different every single day. Yeah. You know, that may be that, and I think I've said this before, that may mean I don't go to the gym Yes. because I didn't sleep well, right? Yeah. Or that may mean, you know what, I'm going to sit down and have the cookie and really just... Not stress about it. Maybe emotionally yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? That yeah. may be what that means. So I, this doesn't mean that, okay, that means I'm eating the rainbow of vegetables, you know... 24-7. Perfectly <laughs> in, in some rigid way all the time. Yeah. That being said, I'm staying with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to what I actually need. I'm not going unconscious yeah. and then kind of waking up an hour later and how did these empty bags of Doritos appear here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's really not loving myself, staying with myself. And, and again, like that sounds narcissistic, but me taking care of myself is pretty important to me showing up for my kids. Yeah. And for my clients and for my husband and for my friends. Yes. I am not a better person if I just, you know, don't care. Yeah. That's irresponsible. Well, and, you know, I don't know all the things there is to know about, like, humans. But one of the things that I feel like is some truth that I've come across in my own journey, my clients, and what I've observed Mm -hmm. over working with clients over time is that, we cannot do fully for other people what mm-hmm. we're not doing for ourselves. So like that whole like I'm loving other people and I'm not loving myself thing, mm-hmm. like I've never seen that really truly be possible. I think and you, so you, you taking know, care of yourself. Yeah, it's like so they well. say you can't pour from an an, an empty cup, right. right? And I've I've tried it. I mean, yeah. I I think probably a lot of us as women as parents. I think we've tried it for a long time. And what it breeds is you're depleted, first of all, but you also become resentful. Yes. And you sort of get into that murder role and almost, you know, we've talked about this before, that can almost become an identity. Yes. Look at me over here, not getting any of my needs met that I just do for other people. That's pathological over time. It's just not helpful. So, you know, we're kind of getting out in the weeds here, but this is about showing up you know, in alignment with ourselves, in integrity, really just figuring out what we actually want and how to get there so that we can show up for the people and the things that really matter to us. That when we get to the end of our days, that we can look back and go, yeah, I did it. I lived it. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't just bumble through yeah. and follow other people's priorities and the shoulds list, or I didn't just you know, lie to myself the entire way. You know, this is about, you know, we, I don't know. We just, we deserve a better way to show up for ourselves. And that's what this is. So hopefully, you know, there's some ideas here that are, are, it's helpful to you. And at least just to get people thinking. Yeah. You know, I would, I would challenge people that, you know, if you're in the middle of struggling with that right now, because I mm-hmm. think this is around the time where people start getting really Good point. Um, shaky with their New Year's <laughs> resolutions, right? And I, That's a I great am not point. a huge New Year's resolutions fan in the sense that I'm like, I, I think it's good that it gets people thinking about yeah. it. I'm not like poo-poo on it sure. either, but... Um, but, you know, this is the part that usually is missing from those resolutions yes. is is the fact that it's not, you haven't maybe sat down and really figured out 
is this in alignment with who I want to be and my values, what I care about? Or at least help me in areas that I really do care about. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly it. So it's not too late. If you set some, you know, health goals, whatever kind of goals, you know, at the new year, they're... Gosh, it doesn't have to be the new year. Like, go back and kind of get clear on this. And, you know, just like I found, you know, with the client that I mentioned, boy, she she really cleared her path and she's feeling really proud. And it just feels easy to her now. Yeah. Because she has linked it to other things. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is just an extra thing that I don't have time for. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's an investment of time versus, you know, when you, when you think of investing your time in something, that means there's a return on investment. Mm -hmm. The ROI on healthy behaviors for other areas of your life is pretty huge. It is. It really is. And so instead of thinking of it as I don't have time to do those things, this isn't like spending time, you know, whatever, playing games on Facebook. Mm Mm-hmm. You're never going to get that back. There's no ROI on that. They're, they're right. Or I don't think <laughs> Not so. That I, I guess know I haven't. <laughs> I guess I should check into that. I don't know. Um, but this is, you know, if you can kind of think of it that way that, yeah, this is an investment. Yeah. That's really interesting. I've never even, I've never even personally thought of it that way, but as I'm, I'm, you know, one of the areas that we've talked about, I'm kind of applying this to my financial life right now Sure. and practicing what I preach and trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really quite understand all the philosophy of return on investment, but I would definitely say if you do that, this would be, that's a great metaphor. That is a fantastic metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, you know, we would love to hear your feedback if this is helpful to you. I This may have felt a little bit vague if this is a way that you haven't thought, you know, in the past, but I bet you every, every one of you has an example in your life of setting a goal and not following through and then being really confused as and frustrated yeah. as to why you didn't. And so <laughs> this is a way to just get it, get in front of that. Yeah. And really set the stage for, you know, being successful at things that really matter to you. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And if by some odd chance, somehow you're able to achieve every goal you set for yourself, yeah. If you also give us, us feedback that, because yeah, we love to know the yes. magic sauce. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that yeah, are, exactly. That you are, that you are sipping on. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's just to say, we'd love your feedback and uh, we look forward to speaking with you in our next podcast. Yep. Take care, everyone. Take care.